the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and my guests this week are Bob and Ellen Frisbee from Harker's Auto. He's at 38th Avenue in Indian School, been around since 1967, and Bob is one of the best diagnosticians that I've ever met in my life. He has tenacity. And uh, he certainly has an understanding of different circuits on the cars. If you'd like to join us and have a car question about a maintenance issue or perhaps maybe a shop said that you need this and we can discuss whether you have the symptoms or not or whether it's a good idea. And uh, we can help you in just about anything. If you'll just start with what kind of car you have and tell us what the question is, we'll be real happy with that. Or discuss the symptoms. Is it a clunk or a thump or a squeal or something like that? 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Air Park Auto Service. Nadine and Stacy opened Air Park Auto Service in 1985. Nadine and Stacy and my myself and my wife, Renee, we have been friends since then. They're on Raintree, just east of Hayden, just south of Bell. They're family-owned and operated. Stacy passed away, and Nadine runs the shop. And she's really good at running the shop. And she knows right from wrong. And she knows a, a good story from her text and a bad story. So if you're a female, especially if you're a female, and you're looking for a shop that's owned and operated by a female, then Air Park Auto Service is where I'd go. Air Park Auto Service has a, a large geographical area from North Scottsdale, from the Carefree down to Indian Bend, and from 56th Street to Fountain Hills. That's the area that Air Park Auto Services. That's a big area, but they're well capable of doing that. So no matter where you live in North Scottsdale, may I suggest Air Park Auto Service. We talked about something right at the end of this sh- the, the show. What were we talking about? Do you remember? Well, we were talking about uh, our techs. Oh, yeah. Our techs, uh, we need to acknowledge these guys because it's amazing how much schooling and knowledge that it takes to do the job today. Um, we want to thank you know our techs and, and all the techs that are out there on the fore line of this thing. Uh, struggling along to come up with answers for these cars it's just amazing me uh, as long as i've been in the business how they can come up with some of these answers and uh, the guys are are struggling uh to stay up with the new cars each year uh to get the knowledge to do this job right and we want to thank them uh foremost at uh I don't want people to expect to walk in the door and I'm going to have all the answers. I right. rely on these guys 100% of the time to to help me solve the problems to people's cars. Plus, these guys are they're putting out their hard-earned money for tools to make their job easier. Oh, yeah. You know, and people don't understand they have the right tool to be able to do the job that they can do it more efficiently. Do you remember what your last scanner cost you? Oh, yeah. 
almost six thousand dollars. Okay, just the last one. And and what is a code reader cost? Oh my gosh. Well, they'll vary from what thirty dollars to uh, you I'd can spend a hundred dollars if you want. Okay, but but, the, uh, but all they do is read codes. Read codes yeah. And the serial stream data, we get to actually watch the computer say jump, and we get to see the the wipers jump. And then if the signal's sent but it doesn't get to the wiper, then it shows a diagram where we can go in and follow the signal and follow the ground. And that goes along with software as well. What do you pay in subscription software oh on goodness, a monthly that's, basis? That's a well, sore we, point. Yeah, we do it yearly. Don't we? we pay it yearly, and it's, it's quite costly, but we need it. We we're, need it. We're in the $3,000 a year range right. for just the ability to go to the cloud and get information as we see fit. Right. We pay even we pay about $100 every time we flash a computer, 85 right. to $100, and some of the flashing and folks the flashing means this, we're going to go up to the cloud, we're going to park your car and we're going to hook your car up to the cloud. We're going to say to the cloud, look this car over. And in some period of time, from five minutes to an hour, the cloud's going to come back and say, I have a transmission update. It's just like your phone, just like your computer. I have a transmission update, and I have a wiper motor module update. Well, if that happens to be what we're working on, because we can't park the wipers, otherwise we can't get them to stop or something like that, we say, you know what? I don't want the engine update, but I want that wiper update. What's the longest car you've ever updated? In time, how long has it taken? Oh, we've had them over an hour. We yeah. had a BMW the other day. It was 14 hours. Oh, goodness. I haven't now, done that. Y- and what happens is, is you, as you know this, but people don't know this, we have special equipment to maintain 13.8 to 14.2 voltage on the, ba- on the battery. You have to maintain a voltage spread. Everybody learns that you are in the process of downloading this information and if you don't have this device on the battery to maintain the voltage somebody will walk up to open and open the door and it'll screw the whole thing up because the voltage just fluctuated yeah you start all over so we had this bmw and we started twice and we got like two hours the first time and then maybe an hour the second time so we finally just put it on a hoist and we taped all the doors shut <laughs> so that everybody would leave it the heck alone. Well, one guy wanted to open the doors to see what the mileage was for the work order. Another guy wanted to open up the doors because he wanted to see if the fuse panel and to see if this cavern was covered because we had another car in the thing. Oh, so geez. it's a matter where we now have tape that we use on the doors that we say, and it's crime scene tape. And, and we put them on the door say, don't open the door, you idiots. Now, we do leave the windows down so we can get the, vote, the registration or we can get the owner's manual out, but that's all. So we, we've had some long, long th- overnighters. Overnighters. Oh. Can't so. say I've had them quite that long, but... Uh. Well, it depends on how many modules. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have the PCM, then you've got all these modules. Well, some of the import cars have one or two or three computers, and then you've got 10 or 12 modules. So if you do a complete blow-up on that thing, it's going to take a long time. So anyway, let's go to Stephen real quick. Stephen, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can. Yeah, yeah um, what I got is I got a 92 Jeep Wrangler. It's an oldie. And uh, I got an electrical problem. When I, the turn signals, the brake lights, everything works. But when I turn on the, the running lights or the headlights, the turn signals don't flash. <sighs> We're thinking, Ellen, do like this. <laughs> do this, Ellen. Tick, 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 tick. What I, all right, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that turn signal assembly, um, we got power running up underneath the steering wheel, and then we're sp- splitting it to the right and the left turn signals. 
and okay. and so the running lights come off the headlight switch and the running lights just go to the running lights and and what's shared there is the same bulb yes okay are you with me yep uh, not you i'm talking yeah, about i'm oh. still thinking okay <laughs> okay and, and i'm thinking out loud it sounds like a ground circuit that's what i think i, I think I it's at the socket yeah I think you've got a ground problem at the socket because what's happening is is when you turn the the running lights on it's taken the ground away from the turn signals. Turn signal. And so now the Wrangler's not like some of the General Motors where we replace the rear sockets on a regular basis. If you were going to fix that, it would be easy to diagnose. It would probably take you 45 minutes to set up your equipment and diagnose the loss of a ground. Right. So if you were going to kind of cheat the diagnostic process and say to yourself, I'm going to give it the old whiz-bang treatment, I would pull the, the, the bulbs out of the sockets. I'd take my needle nose and I'd crimp the socket down a little bit better so I had the best ground I could. I'd make sure that the base of the bulbs didn't have any corrosion on them, and I'd use a little dielectric grease to put that bulb back in. I'd cheat it there. Now, it's going to be a twin filament bulb, and I think he's going to have an 1157 bulb or a 2057 bulb. Mm -hmm. So he's got two terminals on the back of it. So I think the parking lights are robbing the taillights of the ground. Gotcha. You know, in the Jeep, I mean, I we drive it maybe 1,500 miles a year. It sits a whole bunch, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, and for the last year or so. Yeah, okay, so just uh, clean those well, pockets. That's what I'm thinking. Now, Tell me what you're something thinking. Something else I would try is turn your four-way flashers on and then do the same scenario of turning your headlights on. Uh, you're using the bulk of the same wiring harness, uh, but you're going through a different circuit. My uh, flashers, when I turn my flashers on with the headlights on, they flash. But, you know, I didn't, yeah, yeah they flash. You, okay, well, what about, you said running lights, though. The headlights are a completely I'm, different circuit. My, I'm, I'm sorry, when I turn my headlights, I'm sorry, when I turn my headlights on, that's when the left and right turn signals don't work. Okay. They, get, they come on, but they just, they just the, 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 the light just stays on. It doesn't work. Okay, but if you turn your four-way flashers on and your headlights on, what happens? They work. Everything works. Yeah. Oh. That just yeah, changes everything. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like you got a switch problem. Yeah, that, that changes everything. If okay. if they work with headlights on as well as headlights off, the four ways, and right. then you turn headlights on and the turn signals bail on you, then we're probably going to have to go to the connection at the bottom of the steering column and start following grounds from yeah. there. And okay. and in your Jeep Wrangler, it's not easy to get to, so we might pull the steering wheel off and pull that whole assembly out a little bit to access the wire harness that to it's that. to okay. it there. So you you changed it when 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 you the four ways work park on or headlights on and off but the turn signals don't then 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 there is a different circuit and we're going to have to figure it out and I agree with Bob you're going to almost have to start at the turn signal switch try okay. this this is this is the way this this is an old fashioned way I want you to turn the headlights on and I want you to turn the left turn signal on I okay. want you to muscle the steering wheel. I want you to grab the top of it and pull it towards you. I want you to t grab the top and the bottom, and I want you to pull and push and twist. I want you to turn the steering wheel all the way to the left and all the way to the right. I want you to hammer the steering wheel with your fist. Okay. And if any time those headlights <laughs> or those turn signals start going, then I've isolated it to the column. Yeah. You got it, buddy. I got you 100%. Okay? All right. All right. Well, Bye. good luck to you. 
Thank all you right. So much. He, he sounds like a gray-haired guy like us. <laughs> you know, he understood what we were <laughs> yeah. talking about, and that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. You know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, you, you probably know this, but I was a policeman during the 70s, and, and when I would come home at night, um, one night a week you did something you could be proud of. One night a week you pulled a dog out of the canal. One night a week you found a lost kid in a shopping mall. You'd come home feeling good. The other nights of the week, <laughs> you were putting people in jail, and, and, and you, were, you were beating up people, and they were beating you up, and uh, it was just different. It was just different. Well, with car repair, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited to walk out the door, and we have what we call a ready line. And there's cars that are backed in. Those cars are all done. They've all been fixed. Mm -hmm. And so I count the ready line. I know how many cars are there. I know how many cars went in the front door and how many cars are coming out the back door. And there's a sense of satisfaction there. Sure is. So for me, um, working on cars is a daily challenge. We win more than we lose. Uh, Yesterday, we had a guy come in with a a knock knock on the front end on both right and left turn. And so I gave it to one of my senior guys. And uh, he drove it, and he comes back in my office, and he says to me, what is operating on a left and right turn? I mean, what, what is the common denominator there? He says, it can't be a tie rod end. I said, they're both moving. He said, I know, but one's loaded, one's not. I said, okay. He, I said, it can't be upper bushings. He says, no, this isn't an upper or lower bushing on the A-arms. I said, okay, I give up. What, what is it? He says, no, I'm not going to tell you until you answer me. And I said, well, I got to go out and look at it then. So I walk outside and I look at it and I go, I don't, I don't really know where you're going. He goes, what's the commonality when you're making a right and left turn? And I said, well, just spot me the name then. He goes, the sway bar. <laughs> and I said, you're right. Because when we turn right, we're pulling that down and lifting up the left side. And when we're turning left, it's the opposite. So I said, well, so that's the clunk? And he goes, yeah, that's the clunk. And I said, okay, show me. And he reaches up to the passenger side, and he grabs a hold of the sway bar, and the bolt has come loose that mm-hmm. holds the sway bar to the mount on the frame. So he says, how much do you want me to charge him to tighten this? <laughs> tighten bolt. <laughs> and I said, I said, well, I mean, we would have told him 75 to $125. I want you just to be fair, and I walked away. How so, long did it take him to figure that well, out? Well, he says, um, I racked it and shook everything down, but I didn't catch that because the front wheels are dangling. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he, he said it wasn't loose. Mm-hmm. He says, then I, I took it for a test drive, and then I took it over to the railroad tracks for the test drive, and I could really get it to happen there. Then I decided that instead of lifting it up by the middle and letting the tires dangle, I drove it on the alignment rack where it's sitting on mm-hmm. its own weight. And he says, then I took a rubber mallet, and I start hitting things, and as soon as I hit the passenger side. Mm-hmm. So I said, what have you got in? He said, I got 35 minutes. And I said, fine, just write it up for 35 minutes. I said, 35 minutes to find your knock and, and uh, a buck and a half to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had that before, too. You yeah. know, I mean, it's sometimes it's the simplest things, but, you know, it's annoying if you don't know what There's it is. Some of them, you know. Well, and then you come to your message with respect to technicians. Oh, and when we come back, we'll do that because I'm on a break right now. i got to be on a break. Um, we'll talk about the technicians and the different levels of techs that we may or may not have. So we're going to have some that are going to be able to do what Eddie did on the sway bar. We're going to have some that aren't, but they're still valuable. So we'll be back talking about those right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. 
In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head I should turn on my microphone. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. The lines, four of them are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by IMM Auto Service. They've been fixing cars right and caring for their customers since 1972. IMM is in the northeast quadrant of Tempe, just south of the 202, just west of the 101. They have a 12-month, 12,000-mile warranty. Their ASC master technicians are working on domestic and import vehicles, but more importantly, they work on cars that nobody else wants to, like Swedish, Italian, and a lot of Asian vehicles. So if you have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or an Alfa Romeo that causes even the most gray-haired guys to shiver in their boots, then you might want to make, develop a relationship with IMM Auto Service in Tempe. Did I handle that right for, for you, Bob? Uh, very good. Very good. So <laughs> when they bring in the uh, Volvo Saab, Alfa Romeo, or Fiat, doesn't that just make you jump for joy? I look for a phone number. I look for an oil change. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm hoping that they just want an oil change. I just want to, I just want to, uh, oh, wow. And especially if it's one of those things that I honk the horn and the windshield wipers come on. You know, you got to know what you're doing on that guy. So let me take a call real quick, and then we're going to get back to our conversation about technicians. David, you're up. How can we help you? Yes. Hey, Mark and guest. Uh, I have a Toyota Camry, 1994. Okay. And uh, when it idles, it idles really rough, and you can smell uh, real rich fumes. But uh, as soon as you give it a little gas and take off, it just purrs like a kitten. 
Wow. Any guess on that? And I replaced the spark plugs. Okay, were the spark plugs all black? No, they look pretty clean. Okay, clean is a light tan. Okay, it's it's been a little while since I've seen them, but the spark plugs looked good at the time. And they didn't make any difference? No, it didn't make any difference. So the synopsis is, is the 94 Camry is running really, really rich at idle, but once you give it some throttle, it smooths right out and runs fine. Yeah, and at idle, it's, it's really rough. It's shaking the car. Okay. But it's going to give a little bit a of gas. I, I think I started looking for a vacuum leak that could be affecting oxygen sensors. Uh, we've had a lot of problems on those where the manifolds are cracking on them. Um, then it sends a air down to the oxygen sensor. The oxygen sensor says, hey, it's lean, give it more gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you're off of an idle, uh, then you're uh, diluting that uh, lean mixture that you would have at an idle uh, at higher speeds. So, so what he's saying is, is in, in, a, in a layperson's word, is, is the oxygen sensor has two, two screams. It's lean, I'm running lean, I don't see a bunch of fuel, and turn the shower off. It's running rich. Okay. So you said something about black smoke. Is it you can smell fuel, right? Yeah, I can smell, so smell he, fuel. All right. So if there's a vacuum leak, then there's too much air and not enough fuel, and the oxygen sensor tells the computer that. Now, if you're the computer, and I'm the oxygen sensor, and Mark says to David, "I'm seeing lean, and I'm not happy. I'm seeing one, a number one, and I want to see a number three. And so you're okay. the computer, and you're going to say, "Okay, I'm going to open the faucet to a number three. And so you're opening the faucet and add more gasoline to it. Okay. So, and then at idle, you, so you're, you're running rich at idle because it's got too much air in that circuit. Then the second portion of that circuit is what we call throttle up. And so when you get into the throttle up mode, everything trims out, and it's probably because the RPMs go up. Correct. We're, we're cleaning it up then. Yeah. How many miles okay. is on this? It's about 155. Oh, you know, I know what he needs. He needs an engine flush, a high-end, uh, top-end flush, yeah. a valve flush, uh, a throttle <laughs> flush, a, a, a billfold bill flush, flush, or a wallet flush. That's what he needs. No, I already had that done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, finish your thought. I interrupted well, you. Well, the way we would probably go about something like that is to verify the richness and then start cutting out circuits. We had one a while back uh, uh, along the same year and everything you had. We had an, a, a coolant sensor that was shorted telling this thing it was 300 degrees minus 300 degrees <laughs> oh and that would oh, cause it and it would because go if, real rich if we tell the computer it's 300 degrees below zero the computer's going to turn the faucet on full blast like a choke mm-hmm. yeah and like a choke and that makes perfect sense it can be a mass airflow sensor it can be a mass airflow sensor that at the idle circuit that bandwidth that small area is bad and so then once we throttle up on it it goes into a secondary uh, signal sending and everything mm-hmm. is fine I would say this is probably not something that you'd want to try to diagnose at home so much because uh, we really need to hook up a couple uh, pieces of equipment to it and monitor different things at the same time while it's doing it. So when you're looking at you hook of your scanner, we want to look at O2. We want to look at coolant. We want to look at throttle blade activity, where mm-hmm. the throttle blades are at, and we want to see load. So we're typically going to have four different screens, and we're going to watch all those together. Now. Those screens are going to give you just numbers. They're just going to give you numbers. They're going to give you an 8 on the mass airflow sensor. You have to know that that's 8 grams per minute. But more important, you have to know what a normal number is. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and so a coolant sensor, a coolant sensor, typically the warmer it is, the leaner it is, and the colder it is, the richer it is. So if there's a high number on the coolant sensor, a five, then you go, well, it, it and then you're going to convert that, and you go, oh, well, that's a minus 300 Fahrenheit. And, of course, the, all the cars in the United States are not made for that minus 300-degree <laughs> Fahrenheit. So the yeah. answer to your question is, is if you're going to diagnose that, you guys are going to build it. You're going to say, plan on 100. If less, we'll, we'll, we'll discount appropriately. And then we'll call you if we can't get it at 100, and we're going to ask you for another 100. And yeah. I'm going to say to you that the first level for me is, is 75 to 125. And then after that, then it's half an hour increments, which is about sixty seventy five dollars an increment for us. Ha- what's Ellen? Help me here. What's half of one twenty sixty? Um, okay, yeah. sixty dollars. So mine goes into a sixty dollar increment. So that that's the answer. I, I'm with Bob. The chances of you fixing this uh, here, I can I can promise you this much: we will diagnose it cheaper than you can guess every single time. Okay. So you can guess on a mass airflow sensor and put a coolant sensor in there, put an O2 sensor in there. You can go ahead and clean the throttle blades and have somebody flush your wallet. At the end of the day, when it doesn't work, I'm guaranteeing you that I'm going to diagnose it cheaper than you, you spent all that money. Okay. So. What, what's your address? No, no. What part of town do you live in? Uh, North Central. Phoenix. North, well, then um, why not 38th Avenue and Indian School and go to Bob's shop? Here's what okay. you do. You wave the red flag in front of them. When you walk up to the front counter, this is what you say. You say, I've been told that there's nobody in the whole wide world that can fix this car. I've had it to 20 different shops, and all they did is chase me out. I needed somebody, and I heard the other day from an auto parts store that the very best guy works here. And that's called waving the red flag in front of the bull, and you've just challenged him. And that motivates us, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. Does. Do you ever hear that, Ellen? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's Bob. Bob yeah. and Ellen. Bob, yeah. and, Bob and Ellen at I'll Harker's in, Automotive. I'll be in the front office. So it's Harker's, H-A-R-K-E-R-S, and it's a 38th Avenue in Indian School. And he's a good diagnostician. I feel pretty confident that, that he can fix your car. Thank you for calling, David. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And if you didn't hear it the first or second time, here it is again. 602-508-0960. Ellen to my left, Bob to my right. They're from Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue Indian School. My name is Mark Sale, and we'll be back right after this. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com.
Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? Then listen to this. The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secure by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call 1-800-613-6711 now to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as little as $500. All from your home with little or no money working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-613-6711 right now to get your free tax lien kit plus two free tickets to a live training event which includes a free meal coming to the Phoenix area. Call 800-613-6711. That's 800-613-6711 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. This is Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Last week's elections can be viewed as many things. The victory of the outsider over the establishment, an expression of continued economic anxiety, or a statement of frustration about business as usual in Washington, D.C. Above all, we should see the election results as a repudiation of the Obama policy legacy. Exit polling tells a story. Trump voters believed Obamacare has gone too far, the economy's in bad shape, and the country's on the wrong track. And it's not just about Trump. Voters returned GOP majorities to both houses of Congress. Down the stretch, Trump and Republican candidates for Congress argued for limited government, policies to promote economic growth, and the importance of keeping our country safe at home and strong around the world. And the voters endorsed that message. Change is coming to America indeed. I'm Lon He Chen. Protect your wealth with gold and silver from Roslyn Capital. Call 800-299-8200. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem, Bob, and Alan from Larry Harker's Auto sitting here next to me. And uh, we got some callers, so we're going to go to that. But real quick, before we do that... We have different levels of technicians, yes? Oh, yeah. yeah. We have, uh, you know, when somebody asks uh, pricing, too, is, you know, how much do you charge for this or that? Well, we have different levels of technicians because I don't ask my diagnostic man to change the oil on a car. Right. I mean, he can, don't get me wrong, but uh, that's not what he's there. We kind of keep each technician into a different category that he loves because that's where he's going to shine. Well, yeah. Um, and... Uh, we have diagnostic technicians. We have uh, differential rear end brakes, uh, front suspension. Uh, we kind of lump that category into mm-hmm. one, but uh, then we have just what we call line mechanics that can do, you know, the general water pumps and this type of thing. 
Uh, so thank goodness for uh, the guys that love different categories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because oh. it'd be a boring world if we all liked just the same thing. But Well, and like you said, we have kind of three levels. We have what we call light-duty tech. He does mm -hmm. the oil changes and the easy stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we have level two tech that does the timing belts, the alternators, the water pumps, maybe even rack and pinions and stuff. Then, our, then we have a, a, a third category, which is the guy that does differentials, and he does the higher level stuff. And then we have our diagnostician. Mm -hmm. And he's usually the prima donna. Yeah. He's the prima donna because everything kind of revolves around here. But what we're doing now is is he's doing the diag. We're moving him then to the next diag. Then we're using one of the other level technicians to do the work. Now, it's between those two when it doesn't work because either he misdiagnosed it or he fixed it wrong. Fixed it wrong. But yeah. it, it actually works out better because they're doing what I need to do, which is quality control. Yeah. And so the first guy says, Bob, I want this. I've diagnosed this, and you need to replace this. And so then when you're done, I get to drive it. Well, I got to drive it before, and now I get to drive it after. And so if the problem is still there, then the two of them can work it out. And they're, all, talk. and they're all important to us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. When you get a good technician, um, that's just like winning the lottery. All righty. Let's go to the phone. Scott, you're up next. How can I help you today? Hi, guys. Uh, I'm coming by my son's uh, vehicle. It's a 2003 Monza minivan. Um, he just recently moved here to Arizona, and, of course, you've got to get it registered and go through emissions. The problem is the uh, check engine light came on. We, we took it to get it checked out, and the guy said, well, it could just be a bad sensor. It costs about $400 to, to get that done. And uh, we don't want to put too much money in this thing. We're just wondering if there's any other options that we might have at this point. Yeah, you need to leave that shop because when they start out, when they start out it could be, and that's part of their repair, there is no room in our industry for could be. So I want to do, you're having problems in your chest, but it could be your heart or your lungs or your lymph nodes or your kidneys or your liver or your stomach. It could be any of that. And you already know that. You yeah. already know that. So someone needs to go in. First of all, we would go in and, and identify what is keeping the monitors from being reset. What is the check engine light trying to tell us? It's telling us that we have a problem in Mississippi. Yeah, because if they, I'm assuming what they've done is at this point just read a code, and the code says, okay, it's this. Well, yeah. the key to that is, is you don't want to change that sensor without verifying it. Yeah, somebody needs to verify: is it getting the proper signals to it? Is it sending out the proper signals? Otherwise, you're guessing, and, and that could be a costly guess. So. And they're guessing with your money. So what he's talking about is, is we plug our scanner in. Like he said, his last one was 6000 I just bought one the other day that's conducive to one line of cars that's 12 2 so, uh, Mercedes. <laughs> so the idea is, is as we look at this, you're supposed to have about 8 grams per mile at idle, 8 to 10 to 12, right? right? Mm -hmm. So then at, at a half throttle, you're going to be somewhere 30, 40, 50, 60. And then at wide open throttle, we should get close to higher than that. So if you've got a mass airflow sensor and we've got a code on the mass airflow sensor, the first thing we're going to do is check its performance. Can it see idle, mid-throttle, and full-throttle, right? Right. Okay. And in your case, the mass airflow sensor can be bad, but the hose that connects it to the motor can have a big leak in it. So the computer sees 8 when you're doing 60 miles an hour down the freeway. Okay. It knows that it's not supposed to be 8, it's supposed to be 30. So the computer's going to say, well, the mass airflow sensor's saying 8, and it's supposed to be 30, so I'm going to turn its code on. In reality, the mass airflow sensor is the messenger, so to kill the messenger costs money. 
So we look at the 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 ho, hope the hose the hose the the connection the bellows what the heck's that called the vent the ductwork the ductwork <laughs> duck work. between the mass airflow sensor and the engine and all of a sudden there's a big gash in it okay. so then you replace it and you're done but yeah for your your problem the first thing you want to do is find somebody that's going to diagnose it and not with a maybe uh, could be you want somebody that can say this is the cost of the repair and then you can decide, do I want to get rid of it? Do I want to fix it? Right. Uh, this type of thing. But don't uh, don't let somebody say, well, just because it's this area, just change these parts. And and a lot of guys want to do the repair themselves. That puts a little pressure on us. So we mm-hmm. have to we have to make sure our diagnosis is correct. But here's the problem: we tell you that the ductwork is bad, and you put the ductwork on, and we're going to tell you to drive it for two weeks, and the check engine light should go off, and it doesn't. You bring it back. We have to redo our work, or we have to figure out what you did wrong in order to support our diagnosis. So you're going to get some free labor out of us because you did the work. And if well, we it, won't be doing the work. That okay. Won't be an issue. All right. Then you're home free. You <laughs> well, just and, say. And sometimes it could be two problems, too. So yeah. it could be more than just one, and that's why you want to diagnose it to make sure because we go that one step and then go, oh, hey, there's still another problem existing. And, right. and, and you're right about that, and you're the one that has to call the customer, right. so you're well aware of that situation. Bob, like you said, though, it's, it's a matter of diagnosing the problem. Now, after it's diagnosed, we're going to reset the check engine light. You still have to drive it two weeks to get the monitors to reset because your check engine light's going to fail you in our state. So right. the monitors are saying, I'm going to watch this for a certain amount of time, and if I don't see the same problems I had, then I'm going to reset the monitors, and when you go in, they're going to plug it in, they're going to see two things. One, the check engine light's no longer illuminated, and two, the monitors have been reset. Then they don't even stick a probe in your tailpipe. They just pat you on the butt and send you on your way with a pass sheet. That's what you're hoping for. There's no way we can take it through this information's for you within 24 hours after we fix it. Okay. Now that we can in a lot of other cases, if you're not due for emissions, we can we can fix it and take it through and get you your pad. But in your case, because the monitors and your check engine lights on, you have to it'll take you 2 weeks to reset those monitors. I got to take a break. David and Jim, you stay right there cuz you're next. My Mark Salem will be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. 
If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart, your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. Hey everybody, Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour at 11 o'clock. Got some business to take care of. Then we're going to take David and Jim. I want to talk to you about S&S Tire, which is actually on your side of town. S&S Tire is in Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. They've been around since 1976. But S&S Tire has something that a lot of people don't understand and a lot of people don't know. S&S has tires for the following things, okay? Your personal vehicle, car, truck. They also have tires for your farm equipment, your golf equipment, your lawn and garden equipment, ATV, your trailers, horse trailers down to quad trailers, plus commercial and construction tires. I think they've got everything covered, and they even actually have wheelbarrow tires there every now and then. So if you're looking for somebody that can do tire, do your tires, and, and it's, not, it's not unusual, and it's not something that you need to be ashamed of to stop by and say, would you give me an amount that I have to write my check for for no, four new tires on my car? Can we discuss the options? We have a good tire, we have a better tire, and we have a really nice tire, so give me prices on all three. Or I'm getting ready to sell my car, so let's get the cheapest rag tire we can on here. But no matter what you decide, S&S can help you. So you can visit one of the S&S tires in the West Valley, again, in Peoria, Surprise, or Goodyear, and they'll help you with tires. And then if you want to go shop the number, that's fine. I can tell you already, though, you're going to be hard-pressed to beat their prices. S&S tire. Okay, Bob, let's go to David. David, good morning to you. How can we help you? Or how can we help you? Oh, good morning, Mark. Uh, thank you for taking my call. And I am calling in uh, for my son-in-law. Okay. Uh, who happens to own a 2000 Chevrolet Impala. Okay. Uh, and 
for my for my own uh, for my own uh, knowledge, uh, for my own satisfaction, I need to ask you, with regards to the check engine light on that automobile. Okay. Is there a check engine light plus a service engine light, or is there just one service engine light that comes on and off? Is it, are they both yellow? Uh, well, there's only there's, there's only one light that's showing that's yellow. That, okay. That will not that will not go off. Okay. And we're, we're pretty sure that service engine soon that's SES light and what we call the check engine light, which is called the CEL light. We're pretty sure that those are the same, and that's what you're talking about. Yes. But would, would is that is that is there only one light on that Chevrolet with the three point three point eight, or is there is there a service engine soon light and a check engine light? Well, the easiest way to determine is just turn the key on, and okay. all the dash lights are going to come off and then go off in three to five seconds. Okay. So you'll get every light you have come on. That's called the check. You're, you're checking your dashboard lights. You're supposed to stop before you go into the crank mode. What are you thinking, Bob? This car's 15, 16 yeah. years old. I think there's only one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And and, and if you wanted to test it, um, you would take it into the shop, and Bob and I would simply unplug one of the sensors and see if that light came on or if we could get it to activate. Or, um, But I it's in our industry, they changed the names. When they first came out with oxygen sensors, they were called lambda sensors, okay. and then they went to what you said. You said there was another name for them: um, oxygen sensors, oh, thermocouplers, Ther thermocouplers, <laughs> and that. then now we finally got all the car makers to just call them oxygen sensors. So some of the lights have different names. Yeah. Now the service engine soon light. I'm going to jump on a, uh, a limb here. It could be you're due for some service if this car's keeping track of your service. This could be the early version of change oil now light. Yeah. So when we change your oil in the newer cars, we have to reset it, and it's going to then count forward three thousand, five thousand, seven thousand, or some um, some number we don't even know, and it's going to turn on your check end or check oil light or service soon light, and that's telling you that you're yeah. due for an oil change. I think some of them even called them maintenance lights. On yes, that. yeah, maintenance yeah. light. Now, if you want, you can look in the owner's manual, and it'll clearly tell you where it is, and if you want, you can go to Google, and you can Google owner's manual for a 2000 Impala, and they have them on the internet, and you can look at them there. Were you having a particular problem with this light being on? Well, yes. Uh, the light the light just will not go off, and okay. it's, not that, it's not that the car... It's not that the car has not had regular maintenance because it has, uh, and there's been several uh, so-called. Uh, so, there's been several mechanics, for good or bad, I, I really have no idea, that have put a, uh, uh, a you know a machine on the car. A code reader. Yeah, to find out if there was a problem uh, with regards to this light. No one can seem to so far, so far, and I'm I'm to understand there's been several. Uh, no one can seem to, to find, find a code a problem. Okay, no, to find a code or a problem, those are two different things. Okay. So if there's a code, then you have to track down the problem, and you're telling me that the garages he's picked can't do that. But if it goes on and stays on, it could easily be a maintenance light, and until you reset the maintenance light, then it's going to stay on because it's thinking you're ignoring me. 
The, okay. the real question to your problem here is, is you need to identify what light you got. Okay. That's. I mean, it's going to be in the owner's manual. In the very first 10 pages, there's going to be a picture of the dashboard. Okay. And it's going to tell you exactly. So if it's a service engine soon light or a check engine light or a maintenance required light, then it'll tell you. And it'll also tell you how to reset them. If by chance you don't have that owner's manual, I think you can Google that and, and get a copy of that. Yeah. And helminc.com, H-E-L-M. I-N-C, helminc.com is where we usually buy ours. Or you can just call the dealer and say, I need a owner's manual for a 2000 Impala. I can't answer your question, but we're telling you it's one of two lights. So it's either going to be a check engine light with a code behind it and a repair necessary, or it's going to be a maintenance light that has to be reset after you tell the computer you've done what they what they want you to do. You can lie to the computer and turn the light off. You can say, yeah, I just did an oil change, and, and here's the deal. A lot of times on that Impala, you can try this to turn the light off. But if this turns the light off, you owe me. You have to make a $10 <laughs> donation next time the plate passes you. Are we? Do we have a deal? Absolutely. All right. Turn the key to the on position. I want you to take your foot and push the throttle to the floor like this. One, let go. Two, let go. Three, let go. I want you to do that five times. Then turn the key off. You got that? Key okay. on. Key on where... Not to the start position or the crank position, just key on, and then stroke the throttle pedal to the floor five times, then turn the key off. If the light goes out, put extra money in the plate, and I've just reset your oil change light. Thank you so very much. Oh, and honk the horn twice and cluck like a chicken. I forgot to add <laughs> that part in there. When, I'm teasing you. When I go you. by, absolutely. I, I'm teasing you. All right, good luck to you, buddy. Thank you so much. All right, i got to tell you a quick story. We're, I was doing a radio show out of St. Louis one day, and there was a cab driver in New York City. No, Washington, D.C. And he calls me up, and he says, I have this light on. And I said, well, can you just pull off the side of the road? And he goes, i got a fare. And I said, can you pull off the side of the road? And he goes, yeah. I says, let's try this. Turn the key off. I said, you on a cell phone? He goes, yeah. Turn the key back on, pump it. I think it's either three or five times. I can't remember. Three times? Okay, I have him do it five. It doesn't make any difference. So he does it five times, and he turns the key back on. He goes, and then he starts using bad words. Gee, many Christmas. It's <laughs> off. Nobody else can get it off. So we have to take him down because we can't have you cussing on the air. And everybody thought that was really funny. Well, then he calls back and he goes, my fare wants to know who's going to pay for the dollar and a half. <laughs> I'm fixing my car. And I said, I'm not paying that. So anyway, all right, let's go to Jim. Jim, good morning to you. How can we help you? Good morning. I recently bought an 03 F-250. When I test drove it, the brake pedal kind of drifted down a little bit too low and I'd stop at a light. After I'd stop, it would drift down. And I thought, I'll buy it and throw a master cylinder on it. So I did. And I put on a master cylinder, same thing, no change. And I noticed the line took off, it looked pretty new as well. Okay. Any idea? Well, when you don't set the front disc brake pads or the rear disc brake pads perfectly in the caliper, they're going to act like a spring. And so somebody has to pull the tires and wheels off and look to see that the pads are placed in the calipers right. You're right about the master cylinder. Have you got an idea? Uh, well, I could even get into the ABS dump valve. Yep. We've had problems with those. Now, let me ask you a question. Does this have, um, or do you know if it has Hydro Boost or a big vacuum booster? Uh, a power, is it got gas or diesel? Gasoline. It's got a vacuum booster up on the firewall. Okay, so it's got a vacuum booster up on the firewall. So right. this isn't going to be hard to find or fix. Um, we're gonna be, we have the ability to plug a scanner in and make ABS dance for us. So we can open valves and close valves. We can flush the system. We can do some fancy stuff. So if Bob's right, then that's going to be a part of the process. 
but it also could be that you've got a pad in that's wrong and it's just sitting there like a big rubber band. Yeah, if you just bought it, it's very possible they just replaced the brake pads or something, and uh, you're going to have a, a spongy pedal due to that. And and you, we could drive that. This the, the experienced guys can drive it and say to you, this is okay. It's going to get better once we seat all the pads. And depending on how well they cut the rotors and what kind of the quality of the pads they use is going to make a difference on the end result. But it, it, as long as it stops in the same place every time, then I'm going to pronounce you safe. But if it stops no, it's, in it's different, different. It's, it's different. different. Sometimes it just, sometimes it doesn't even do it. Sometimes it goes way down. I've been driving it two or three months now. Okay. Well, that's going to need some diagnosis. The answer to your question is what's causing this is only found after we diagnose what's bad. So we can't tell you, we can't answer the, you know, I, I know you're not asking it, but we can't tell you why your symptoms are tied to until we find out what it is. And then we can explain the symptoms. Is this something that you're trying to fix yourself? Yes. I, I think so. Okay. Okay. Something you might try, uh, go in and clamp off, uh, get a pair of vice grips and clamp off your three brake lines. That should bring that pedal clear to the top and I have a good solid pedal. And if you're going to use vice grips, use needle nose vice grips and put pieces of hoses over the two pointed oh, jaws. So cut it. And so you don't cut the lines and you're going to yep. pinch off the rear line and the two front lines. And when you do that, Bob's saying, you start it up, run it, and hit the brake pedal. And if there's a problem in the four wheels, the problem will be gone. If the problem right. is in front of the four wheels at the ABS unit or at the booster or the master, master cylinder, cylinder, the problem will still be there. We've taken the wheels out of that circumstance. Does that make okay. sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Well, good luck to you, Jim. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. you betcha. You betcha. Well, listen, um, fixing cars has always been a chore. Ellen, we, we've, you're the front counter lady. Mm -hmm. You get to answer the phone. You get to talk. How many times do guys ask to speak to another guy? <laughs> Probably more times than I want to okay. admit to, you my, know. My daughter I, says the same thing. I say, give me a chance. Yeah. Explain it to me. If I, if I don't understand, I'm going to, I'm going to say, could you please hold? And I'll pass them on to Bob. I'm not going to okay. say something I don't know. So. Well, we even get to the point where because of our media exposure, people will call and ask to talk to a tech. And we don't allow that in any way, shape, or form. Of course not. So, but my wife and daughter answer the phone all the time. Mm -hmm. And they get the, can I talk to a guy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they both said, you know, I've been in this business 37 years with my husband or my dad. I think I can probably guide you better if you just share with me mm -hmm. what kind of car you have and what the symptoms are. Which helps you. Because yeah. when I pass the call on, I'll say, well, it's got so-and-so and this size engine, this is what they need. Right. So, so it's, you've done a little bit of the, of the filtering work for mm -hmm. us when it comes to that. So it, it is that way, um, but I do love our industry. Yes. I love I love um, challenge the challenge of fixing cars that nobody else can. I like that. That makes me go home at night and be happy. Enjoy it. Yeah. And enjoy it. Um, I, I like the idea um, when um, they're, they're grateful and they show it. Um, it's nice. And they I think customers need to understand that if you'll call us back and praise us about how well we did the car with computers, that's going to end up in your customer file. And then that makes you special in our eyes, right? Oh, definitely. So the other day, Alan had a guy with a brand new Dodge truck, and um, the fifth wheel hitch is installed in the bed, and they couldn't get the fifth wheel hitch to come out of the rails. So Alan worked on it for a little while, and the hitch manufacturer were a distributor, so they sent them to us, and this lady's wound up pretty tight. Her husband's calm, but she's wound up pretty tight. 
and she's saying, you know, I don't want you to wreck my truck. It's brand new. It's only got 200 miles on it or whatever, whatever. And he says, ma'am, I got this. I got this. So then he calls a couple guys over, and he says, I'm going to take the tailgate off. So he takes the tailgate off. He puts a fork on there. This lady's having a conniption fit, and he pops it up, and they had undercoated the underside of the rails, and they were stuck. So <laughs> they wrote a really nice review. Hey, both of you, thank you very oh, much for spending your time with me. Thanks for having us. This is Bob and Ellen from 38th Avenue and Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto. I've said before, and I'll say it now, he's one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met. So if you've got a car nobody else can fix, 38th Avenue and Indian School, that's Harker's. See Bob or Ellen. Thanks again. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.